RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government announces a reshuffle with Security Chief John Lee named as Chief Secretary and top cop Chris Tang taking his place. Genetic sequencing confirms that a local COVID patient has the highly contagious Delta variant of the virus and the High Court rules that the Housing Authority policy not to recognise same-sex couples is unconstitutional. Hong Kong has a new chief secretary, security chief and police commissioner. John Lee replaces Matthew Cheung as the number two official, while police chief Chris Tang will head up the security bureau. Chief executive Carrie Lam says the appointments were made on merit and dismissed claims that Hong Kong was turning into a police state. One is looking for uh, leadership, vision, uh, diligence and also a commitment to serve the community of Hong Kong. Of course, uh, for people who have extensive experience in a diversity of areas, that may be helpful, uh, but I don't think that is a prerequisite. Welcoming the appointment of John Lee as Chief Secretary, lawmaker Alice Mack said she didn't have a problem with the concept of Hong Kong as a police state because it provided security. If it is a police state, so why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think it is any uh, problem with a police state. When we say a police state, I will view in the other side, that is, we emphasis on security. In the past, our society has been um, experienced very uh, severe threaten uh, from violence patterns. Center for Health Protection says genetic sequencing has confirmed that a 27-year-old local COVID patient has the highly contagious Delta variant of the virus. Tests also found that the airport worker has the same exact strain as three other patients who arrived here from Indonesia. Professor Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health says it is highly likely that the man caught the mutant virus from the travellers. It does now seem like this particular case was infected at the airport, which is good news because the other possibility was that he was somehow infected in the community, meaning there could be other cases of the Delta variant in the community that we don't know about. So I think it's good news. Meanwhile, authorities have confirmed four new coronavirus cases, all overseas arrivals. Two had flown in from the UK, while the others arrived from Indonesia and Bangladesh. And a mandatory testing order has been imposed on a Yulong residential block after a 19-year-old girl who lived there was confirmed with the coronavirus after she flew in from London. The High Court has ruled that a housing authority policy which denied joint occupancy and ownership rights to same-sex couples living in subsidised flats is unconstitutional and discriminatory. The LGBT group Pink Alliance welcomed the ruling, saying it has reaffirmed that discrimination has no place in society. Its chief executive, Jerome Yao, says the government should now take the initiative to review other laws that affect same-sex couples. Obviously, I don't know what the government is thinking. I mean, you know, without so many defeat, I mean, it appears to me the most sensible way is obviously, look, you know, why should we keep on wasting taxpayer dollars? And why don't we do something a bit more constructive? And I'm quite sure that, you know, the, the LGBT community is very much interested to work with the government because I think the, the interest at the end of the day is the same. I mean, we all want to have a fair and equal society and no one is asking for, no one is asking for special treatment or special rights. 
Britain's health secretary has admitted breaking social distancing rules after a tabloid newspaper published photos that appeared to show him in an intimate embrace with a senior government adviser. Matt Hancock, who is married, said he had let people down and was very sorry. The BBC's Ben Wright has more details. This morning, after this story had broken in the Sun newspaper, a friend of Matt Hancock issued some words saying that the health secretary considered this to be a personal matter and effectively we should all just just move on. But it was more complicated than that from the beginning. First, because there was the question of whether or not social distancing rules had been breached. There was a second question, too, about whether or not she had been appointed properly Uh, as an executive member of the board overseeing the work of the Department of Health last year, whether there was a conflict of interest. Police in the city of Mumbai have arrested 10 people in connection with a coronavirus vaccine fraud, which apparently led to 2,000 people being duped into paying for fake injections. The group is accused of running eight private vaccination camps. Police suspect they injected people with a saline solution. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Returning to our top story, Security Secretary John Lee has been appointed as Hong Kong's new Chief Secretary, becoming the city's first top minister with a law enforcement background. Police Chief Chris Tang will in turn take his place as Security Secretary. Even though former police officers will now occupy two of the territory's most important positions, Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the appointments were made purely on merit. She dismissed suggestions that the SEO was becoming some sort of police state. Richard Pine reports. Carrie Lam introduced her new top officials at a press conference, saying Beijing had approved the appointments on her recommendation. John Lee replaces career bureaucrat Matthew Zheng as chief secretary. He spent almost four decades as a police officer before joining the security bureau. And the CE says while it's true that his experience has mostly been related to law enforcement, he is the best man for the job, even without extensive experience in the other policy areas that he'll have to deal with as her right-hand man. One is looking for uh, leadership, vision, uh, diligence, and also a commitment to serve the community of Hong Kong. Of course, uh, for people who have extensive experience in a diversity of areas, that may be helpful, uh, but I don't think that is a prerequisite. So uh, the mere fact that a particular candidate um, does not have that full range of experience uh, is not one of the uh, most important factors. So I have every confidence that with John's uh, rich experience and the leadership and capability he has demonstrated in various positions in the government, he will be able to uh, perform very well. Police Commissioner Chris Tang replaces John Lee as security chief. In brief remarks, he said he'd do his best to protect national security. One of his deputies, Raymond Sue, will take his place as the top cop. Carrie Lam also urged people not to speculate on the significance of having two former police officers on her ministerial team, stressing that the appointments were made purely based on merit. Even though this major reshuffle is coming with just a year left in her administration, Mrs Lam said it's a good time now to step forward and start anew. But the chairman of the Democratic Party, Lokin Hay, questioned the decision to promote John Lee into the role of chief secretary, saying he lacks governance experience. He also said Mr Lee's shepherding of the ill-fated extradition bill in 2019 was a black mark against him. 
background is just from the police and, and not from any other department or bureaus in the past. So um, his ability in, in coordinating all those policies is very doubtful. And at the same time, I think from his performance as the secretary, I think the, his ability in pursuing for the extradition bill in 2019 tells everybody that he may not be a very competent person. Outgoing Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung is leaving after almost five decades in government. He didn't say whether it was his idea to go, only that he was grateful for the trust and support that he had been given by the central government and all the chief executives he's worked for. It has made my true honour and privilege and given me much satisfaction to have served the Hong Kong community for nearly 50 years in various positions, especially in my service for the country and the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region, as well as, of course, participation in the implementation of the very important one country, two systems arrangement since Hong Kong's return to the motherland. Carrie Lam thanked him for his tireless service, saying he had made great contributions to Hong Kong. She said she wished him a good health and a happy life. Now, as we heard earlier, the High Court has ruled that a housing authority policy which denied joint occupancy and ownership rights to same-sex couples living in suicidized flats is unconstitutional and discriminatory. The case was brought by a gay couple who had also won an earlier court victory on equal rights to inheritance. Priscilla Ng has more on this story. The High Court ruled in favour of Henry Lee and his now-deceased partner Edgar Ng, saying the Housing Authority's policies on adding occupants and transferring ownership of home ownership scheme, or HOS flats, constituted unlawful discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. The court earlier heard how Mr. Ng married Mr. Lee in the United Kingdom in 2017 and bought a second-hand HOS flat in 2018. But the authorities said only heterosexual marriage partners were considered family members and the couple must pay a land premium if they wanted to add Mr. Lee as an occupant of the unit. Mr. Ng then filed a judicial review to challenge the policy, saying it goes against human rights laws and the basic law. However, he died last year and his partner continued the legal battle in his place. In handing down his ruling, High Court Judge Anderson Chow said the authorities' existing policy of not recognizing a same-sex spouse as a family member is unlawful and unconstitutional, as it violates the equality provisions stipulated in the Basic Law and Hong Kong's Bill of Rights. The differential treatment between same-sex married couples and opposite-sex married couples under the spousal policy cannot be justified and constitutes unlawful discrimination, Justice Chow wrote in his judgment. He also hit back at the government's argument that the HOS scheme is aimed at creating a conducive environment to facilitate childbirth and family rearing. I consider that the spousal policy operates on particular individuals like the deceased and Mr. Lee with such oppressive unfairness that it cannot be regarded as a proportionate means of achieving the family aim, the judge added, as he ordered the discriminatory policy be quashed. He also ordered the housing authority to shoulder all legal costs in the case. Three months before Mr. Ng's death last year, the High Court also handed down another judgment in his favor, stating that same-sex married couples can inherit the estate of their spouse without a will. 
A policeman testifying on day three of Tong Ying Kit's national security trial said he couldn't speculate as to what caused the suspect's motorbike crash with officers. Mr Tong is accused of inciting secession, terrorism and dangerous driving. Jimmy Choi reports. At Friday's High Court hearing, Chief Inspector Ho Chi Yul said he was among around two dozen officers at a checkline at the junction on Jaffe Road and O'Brien Road in Wan Chai on the day in question, July the 1st last year. He said when he saw Mr. Tong's motorbike coming towards the checkline, he and his team shouted loudly at the defendant to stop. But instead of stopping, he said, the motorbike accelerated after overtaking a private car before running into three of his colleagues who fell to the ground injured. The chief inspector also said some protesters had thrown hard objects from a footbridge as the police team subdued the defendant on the ground after the crash. During cross-examination, defence lawyer Clive Grossman played video footage recorded from a camera in a private car. The video showed that a policeman going near the motorbike was initially holding a shield, but was without it moments before the bike crashed. Mr Grossman asked Mr Ho whether he could tell whether the policeman had thrown his shield, but he said he didn't know. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Washington is looking very hard at the situation on the ground in Afghanistan to assess whether the Taliban is serious about peace. Mr Blinken was speaking in Paris. The BBC's Jill McGivering reports. Mr Blinken defended the U.S. decision to withdraw its forces from Afghanistan, saying the status quo hadn't been an option. But he also said that attempts to take the country by force were not consistent with a peaceful resolution. In recent weeks, fighting between Afghan government forces and the Taliban has intensified across the country. The Taliban has seized control of dozens of districts, with only a fraction retaken by the government. The need for U.S. support is likely to dominate Friday's meeting between the Afghan president, Ashraf Ghani, and President Biden. Sport and it's going to be all about Euro 2020 and the knockout phase of the tournament over the next few days. For a look ahead to the upcoming matches, here's the BBC's Mats Faruqi. After 36 matches across a frantic two weeks, we have our last 16 lineup for the men's European Championship. Here on Wednesday night at the Pushkas Arena, a record-breaking performance from Cristiano Ronaldo salvaged the holders Portugal a place in the knockout stages. Two penalties against the world champions France sees Ronaldo become the joint all-time leading goalscorer in men's international football, as well as now the top scorer in Euros history. Ronaldo will hope to add to that tally, of course, in Seville on Sunday night, where Portugal faced the number one ranked side in the world, Belgium, in one of the standout ties of the last 16. The world champions, meanwhile, play one of the four best third place finishes from the group stage in Switzerland so be big favourites on Monday. The other big last 16 tie will be played in London on Tuesday between England and Germany. Chelsea's Ben Chilwell and Mason Mount are expected to be available for that game after having to self-isolate and miss the final group win over the Czech Republic. Wales semi-finalists five years ago kicked things off against Denmark in Amsterdam on Saturday. Out of our top stories tonight, the government announces a reshuffle with Security Chief John Lee named as Chief Secretary. Genetic sequencing confirms that a local COVID patient has the highly contagious Delta variant of the virus and the High Court rules that housing authority policy not to recognise same-sex couples is unconstitutional. News from RTHK. Wow, haven't heard that for a long time. How are you doing? We're into our second hour this Friday night, and as promised, we're starting off with a
a collection of big band sounds. Just a Bye. 